Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Grant. Good morning. Little guy's not in yet. No, he's still on the bus. Making his way in. Yeah, he'll be here eventually. Metallica tickets. You want to win them? We need a food donation for the Edmonton Food Bank. Food or cash? Mm -hmm. Swing by the radio station at any point from now until 5. And you have until Friday, 9 a.m. We'll give away the tickets. Yeah. All right. Got a couple of donations yesterday, which is good. Yeah, come in. Bring some food in. Good little start, but not a lot of names in that draw, so this would be a good way for you to win those tickets. It builds, right? Yeah. Slow start, and then it it builds. People are just hearing about it now, so we'll, we'll We'll get the, the ball rolling here today and tomorrow, hopefully. We also have sp- we have visit from Sparrow Blue. Yeah. Remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, I love those guys from St. Albert. Yeah, yeah. You know what I like about that those those guys is that almost, and there's 15 of them in the band, yeah. I think. Every single one of them looks like they're coming or going to a job <laughs> that allows them to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might, uh, they that, that might be game. intentional, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on this day, November 28th, uh, 2006, actress Pamela Anderson filed from dis- for divorce from? Kid Rock. One of our favorites, Kid yeah. Rock. Podunk getting us going this morning. I've been seeing a lot more articles in the last, I'd say, year or so, six months at least, about positive work environments and and that kind of a thing. Hmm. And and I think a lot of it a lot of it has to do with what the pandemic did to the workplace. Right? Like it kind of threw a bit of a bomb into the middle of it. Yeah. And splintered us and then there's working from some things and and, and there was people that were stressed about coming back to work because they were afraid of like yeah. just change and they work from home for a long period of time and well yeah, a lot of businesses just changed the way they do things too. Took it as an opportunity to, you know, get rid of some people and But then yeah. then there was also these companies that were looking at trying to get people back to work and maybe went about it the wrong way. Yeah. You know, I, I'm listen, I, I'm not saying one thing is right and one thing is wrong. I think, I think we're just, we're dealing with a situation right now where everyone's just trying to get back to some sense of normalcy. And whether that's Zoom meetings or... Friday all hands meetings or free lunches on Wednesdays or whatever it is I think that there is this this concerted effort as like yeah. an overall concerted effort to try to 
have a more positive work environment. And that's what this thing was, this um, doctor was talking about, a fellow yes. doctor of yours saying, <laughs> and it seemed pretty obvious, if you have a positive attitude at work, things are just going to be better. I, I agree with that. Increased productivity, performance, creativity, problem-solving skills are better, reduces your stress. I mean, that makes sense, Yeah. right? If you're yeah. going into work negative, your performance is not going to be quite as good. Well, and I think we also have a situation, too, where we're still dealing with, I think, a lot of cultural separation on on political issues and mm -hmm. other things. Like I was saying to the wife, we, we made a comment yesterday, and we got a, a text from somebody um, about the experimental vaccine i'm like we're still we're still seeing that <laughs> and we didn't even we mention anything no, about it, the the vaccine no and and he's claiming we're promoting it and i'm yeah. and grant looked at me and like have we even mentioned the vaccine and not only that we weren't promoting it no there was no anyway. Anyways, I don't no, want to get. Yeah, we don't need to start. But I think this. I think there's still occasionally there's a couple of workplaces with that guy Peter that still comes into work and wants to fight with everybody about Trump, mm -hmm. right? And thinks he's a valuable employee, and everyone just sort of ignores. There's still that going on as well. That needs to. You know what? The Honestly, we'll start with my advice about um, dealing with a toxic work environment. Put that a hole in his place. <laughs> Ignoring him, him doesn't doesn't make that problem go away. Remember Pistol Pete? Mm -hmm. And he's he, a texter of the show, and he stopped texting after uh, I. Uh, I think he went him. to jail. He started, he I think he started threatening you. And well, I invited him down to the radio station to fight him, and then the call stopped, um, which is not very productive on my part. I realize how stupid that is, but here's the thing I'd like to have a conversation about how to increase positivity at work. Do you have any what ideas do you do to keep yourself positive like, are, at work? Yes. Not a great start here. But <laughs> you got all your negativity out. Now you can focus on okay. the positive. Yes. Yes. Offering to fist fight Peter. <laughs> so fight people at work is how you're telling people to stay positive. No, no, that doesn't you work. You just said you need to stand up to them, fight them in the parking lot. But no, no, that's a different conversation. <laughs> or or do uh, do as Locke did and invite him to the station to fight him and then go home. Thanks for coming. And we just said that. Thanks no, but for but and then he went home. <laughs> you weren't here. Oh, All right. Do you have any advice for? It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the job is. Yeah. How do you? Increase positivity in your workplace. And maybe it's an individual thing. Maybe it's a thing that you've done with mm -hmm. the rest of the staff. Whatever it is. That's the discussion this morning. Locker room topic of the day. How do you keep things positive at work? Donald said companies do like my company. People wanted to keep working from home. Those people have been replaced with people from India for half the price. And our positivity at work has gone up because all the disgruntled employees are gone. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I like Dean's. Dean okay. said, um, I just tell everyone I know to tune in to 95.7 Cruise FM to listen to Locke, the most positive person I've ever listened to. <laughs> Inspiring, some would say. <laughs> Keep it up, Dean. See, I am positive. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you too. The locker room topic of the day. How do you stay positive at work? Um, Mark 
keeps naked photos in his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Hopefully you work alone. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that's good. Thank you, Mark. The locker room topic of the day. Good morning. We're doing what do you do to keep yourself positive in the workplace? Good morning. Okay, so basically I do my thing. I don't worry about what other people do because I cannot control them. I can control me and my actions and my thoughts and I mumble under my breath a lot. <laughs> but it keeps my sanity. Yeah, we had a text. Chandra said, stay away from the negative people at the workplace and the gossipers. That's, that's how she that's, stays positive. That's really good advice. I actually have advice to save the planet. One, figure out who you are. Two, get comfortable with that person. And three, ignore what everyone else is doing. And it, it's not easy. I'm, I'm pretty good at one. I'm working on two. And I'm not very good at three, um, if I'm being honest with myself. But I think if we all did a version of that in the workplace you'd be a lot happier i think and i think the world would be a better place honestly i truly believe that true my job is a little different because i do work independently but i do have other people in my field obviously and there's a lot of negativity where i i just I'm at the stage in my life where I do not need the toxic people. I do not need the drama. What's your name? You don't have to give it if you don't want to. It's Brandy. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate the call. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. The locker room topic of the day. Staying positive at work. I think we'll wrap up here. I think we've done some good work here. I think this we've helped out a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, John, this one is really good. He said, the way I stay positive at work is simple. I take a look around at what's going on in the world, and I know that I've got it so much better than a lot of people, and I'm grateful for having a job and that I'm able to provide for my family. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's when you look around and you're like, okay, does it doesn't matter that that person's doing that or whatever. Big picture. Yeah. John yeah. looks at it. And there's a um, lot of things you can look at right now that other people are going through. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. You can go, all right, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Canuck says how he stays positive at work. He thinks about not being at work and looks forward to uh, his joint on the days off. <laughs> so uh, two different ways. I like your work. <laughs> I like your work. Both of you. Crazy Canuck and John. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. I keep seeing stories about this, this squid game. So we should probably explain. The original one was, wasn't real. It was just a TV show. Mm, South Korea? Um, yes, South Korea. Um, the guy that... Um, the guy behind it won a bunch of awards for it. Is kind of known in Eastern Europe. Um, for Not Eastern Europe, but Southeast Asia, sorry. Yeah. For his work with film. And now is kind of broken into the North American market. And after Squid Game, which was, like I said, not real, but kind of a very powerful show that a lot of us watched during the pandemic, um, they decided to do a reality TV version of the actual game. Yeah, so the, the show was this group of people 
They get chosen. They get, you know, if they ask if they want to sign up for this game, you go to this place, you play these games. If you lose the game, you die, essentially. Um, they're not killing people in the new version, though. In the reality show, they're not <laughs> killing people. But they are um, being sued because contestants on the Squid Game show say they were injured, they got hypothermia, nerve damage, and so there is a lawsuit against Netflix over this uh, Squid Game the Challenge. Some emotional distress, I yeah. think, <laughs> but um, you from would, what I'm hearing. You would think that the contestants that are part of this show would sign a waiver going, oh, no, 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 there's no way they didn't. We sign waivers here. Yeah. Like our idiot show signs waivers. So so you think so a Netflix sued, show being doesn't? sued, a oh my waiver God, it, would kind of fight against it, would it not? Well, there's ways around all that stuff, right? Yeah. Lawyers are paid to find ways around that stuff. Um, they said poor health and safety standards on set. Um, yeah, all, all sorts of things. So For sure, they, they were sat down. I think the expectation was... You had a pretty de- decent idea if you were signing up for Squid Game. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. Well, if you've into. seen the show, they die. Well, <laughs> exactly. So you're, there's going to be some risk of injury, you would hope, and it would have in been this reality show. That would have gone after a chance to compete in it, yeah. right? It's a $6 million prize. Have you? The largest ever prize in game show history. Have you watched any of this at all? No, I meant to last night and then I kind of forgot about it, but I'm I'm curious to watch it. I'm now, I'm closing in. At first, now that people are getting hurt, you want to watch. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> well, I don't blame you. Do you think maybe that's a strategy? Maybe. A little strategy to get some eyes on it, for sure. Because now we're talking about it again. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and it just hit Netflix like yesterday. So, yeah, I might actually watch this. I, I yeah, it, that does. I do feel like a bad person for wanting to based on well, this story. But but I'm also I, I also really enjoyed the first like I thought that that TV show was brilliant. I, I, I loved it. And that was part of the fun of Squid Game was the the games they were playing were relatively simple like there were kid games Kids a lot games, of times yeah so I, I imagine watching the reality show watching it being like could i do this i think i could oh you idiots how did you not do that correctly yeah right although i'm not good with like puzzles and stuff like that i would have been dead right out of the gates <laughs> yeah, i would have too. been pink mist <laughs> it's on netflix though yeah uh, okay. it looks like the first couple episodes are on netflix already i'm going to look into this bakers across western canada say the almost 2 month old strike at the sugar refinery in vancouver is making it difficult if not impossible to find sugar for their busiest time of the year story keeps growing. The shortage has led to price increases um, with bakers saying they used used to pay $24 for a bag of sugar. Now they're paying like $50 or $60. Of course, this is a big story because you can't find sugar in Edmonton and it's a busy time for people baking right now with Christmas coming up. Um, 138 workers in Vancouver have been striking since September over things like wages, benefits, and the refinery's plan to increase operations to uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And so. now for more, we've got our sugar expert, James <laughs> P. White. Actually, I have to admit I was wrong last time. I had someone te- text me and correct me that uh, with uh, the cane sugar, they also do have white table sugar from cane, not just sugar beets. I was wrong. I need to admit wow. that I was wrong once this in my life. 
for once will, in your life. I will admit to it. We might want to mark down this. On, this down <laughs> Circle the, the dates. It's not Locke's fault yeah. this time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you should call your friends in Tabor and get them to up the production. What the yeah. hell's going on? Start, start working, working overtime. It's, Come on, you got to pull up. Pull up their socks the, and the, cover the, the slats from Vancouver. Cane sugar. A lot of a lot of the ba- uh, a lot of the bakeries do use cane sugar because it's a little bit different. It's better for li- you. A little bit not better for Absolutely you. Absolutely, beets is. are not good. Yeah, the the beet sugar is not good for you. It's it's the one that um, that uh, yeah causes all the problems. Cane sugar um, is the one where like they use. In in like grind down a stick in Mexico. Sugar cane is a stick. Mexico uses cane sugar in like their pops and stuff like that. It tastes and, so and, different. And it's very different. It's supposed to be much better for you as well. So that's why you're I wrong. Think. Take that back. Oh, here we go again. We'll have to have another apology tomorrow. <laughs> Look it up. Cane sugar is better for sugar is not good for you. Okay, but if you're if you've got a choice between the two. And it's it's better for you from the cane. That's just common knowledge. Grant, am I wrong? <laughs> no, wanna, you're wrong. <laughs> I want to agree with you. <laughs> I don't know enough about the sugar. All right, you are wrong. Why are we fighting about this? Okay, let's move. Listening to The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. So there's a story out of the Edmonton City Council about a hostile work environment with one of the city councillors. And I don't even care who it is. It doesn't even matter. We can... Even avoid mentioning this this woman's name. Well, the story's out there. Yeah, yeah it's, if you care, you can go look into it. But I was I was looking at the story. She's had fifteen different staff in the last two years. They did when yeah. the most turnover were for every other city councilor is three. Yeah, they did a comparison three of all of the staff that the city councilors have had. They've all had three or four. Yeah, she said. I think it was nineteen. Was it nineteen? <laughs> yeah. So she's been prattling through. So she's going through them, um, yeah. which might be a sign that there is some truth. There might be some problems. To this uh, story. Where there's smoke, there's they fire. Said she belittles them, yells, makes unrealistic demands, is preoccupied with her public image, lashes out at staff. <laughs> now, um, I have some advice for anyone that is working with somebody that might and listen this is not going to be easy this is a difficult thing to do for anyone but i'm telling you it works and i'm dead serious about this this is not me trying to be funny if you're working with a narcissist if you're working with somebody Mm -hmm. that is aggressive on all levels and thinks that abuse is going to create some sort of work environment that where they get stuff done or whatever. You have got to stand up to them. I'm telling you right now. This is the way. I don't care who you are, what size you are, what gender you are. You tell them off. And if you do it in front of people, Mm -hmm. it's even more impactful. Don't think that this needs to be a behind closed doors thing. And again, not everyone's wired to do this, but... The one thing that I have noticed in my life when I have had like a a whole person that mm-hmm. I'm working with that might even be a boss when I have stood up to them that that dynamic changes right away. So I've never done it myself, but I I do have one like that happened at one job of mine and somebody stood up to the boss cuz the boss was was not being cool. Yeah. And it did change. 
Yeah. Like, it was like the boss, like, snapped it, out of it or it something. It like, immediately. Yeah. My daughter, when she was young, was dealing with a bully. And I told her, I said, today, I want you to walk up to her, and I want you to pop her right in the mouth. Don't Did- even say a word to her. Just... Mm-hmm. Popper. <laughs> Keeling with your boss at work, it doesn't quite work the same. I've seen fistfights in, in radio stations. Oh, I, I know. I have, too. I've, but. S- I've seen that happen. Um, but and you then, d- listen, you, you should never condone violence, but sometimes that person needs needs a reset, and sometimes it comes in the way of a... Well, I see. Usually you can get around without yeah. throwing fists yeah. up. Hey, hey, locker, go get the napkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if you stand up to somebody like that. And, and again, um, it's not easy. It's very difficult to do. But I want you to do it today. Okay? And get a coworker to videotape it as well. <laughs> and put it the on problem, YouTube. The problem with this city councilor, too, as I read the story, was... They didn't realize, like, or something, like, because at one point there's an audio recording of of in her office, and she goes, "Tell me when I'm yelling, because I don't realize it." That sounded familiar. I've never heard that from anybody before. <laughs> she actually said that. <laughs> Let me know if you think you, I'm yelling, because I uh, don't. My, Do you know someone like that, Grant? My wife said to me. <laughs> In the cab on the way to the Christmas party. Why are you yelling? <laughs> I See, get that. I get that hard a lot. Of hearing. I get that a lot. <laughs> Maybe she needs hearing aids. <laughs> City council. She's just really a nice person. She just needs hearing aids. The locker room presents the Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies, supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, this is kind of a depressing study. For the third straight year, the life expectancy of Canadians has actually decreased. What? How is it that we are going in the wrong direction? It's 2023. Medical technology has never been better. We've never known more about how to live healthy, how to give our body the vitamins we need, the things to avoid, like baloney, and yet somehow we're dying faster. You know why? It's because, well, it's simple. If you want to live to 100 years old, there's only really two ways to do it. One, have crazy genetics. We all know that 110-year-old woman who smokes a pack a day and only eats pork rinds and somehow she's (laughs) still doing her own garden at 110. That's crazy genetics. You can't just get that. The second way, number two, how to live to 100 is to live a boring life. No booze, no junk food vegetables every day, in bed every night by 8 p.m., a shot of ivermectin in your morning coffee. (laughs) That's the only other way. So you have to ask yourself, okay, do I want 82 really fun years on Earth? That's the current expectancy in Canada, 82 now. 82 really fun years or 100 gluten-free years. <laughs> 82 years of Caesars for breakfast and steaks for dinner. Or 100 years of salad and water. The choice is yours, but that's the only way. Take the former. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday oh, at Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. Buy one tour. 
Get one tour and still time to book your work Christmas party today. <laughs> book at EdmontonGloryHoleTours.com. The Locker Room, only on Chris. Before we get started, let's establish something right out of the gates. This is a rumor. Yep, we did not start this. Um, this is not not us. This isn't, we don't know if it's real, but it is out there and everyone's talking about it. So <laughs> I think we can too. <laughs> Um, this the, was all over Twitter. So last week, um, Corey Perry kind of mysteriously stepped away from the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, he was all of a sudden a scratch. Um, nobody knew what was going on. They called it an organizational decision. Um, They're being very vague about it. The team. Very vague. They're not saying what it was. There's a it lot is. of no comments. Um, they said he's no longer with the team. They're not going to release him yet, but he's he's not with the team anymore. He's not playing. He's not practicing. Uh, the rumor that came out last night was that he had to step away from the team because he banged Connor Bedard's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is the rumor. This should not be funny. Uh, was that, uh, yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> This should not be funny. And so I looked it up because you were like, well, what's, what are his parents like, Connor Bedard? Um, and are they even together? Are they together? What are, what's happening? So I Googled Connor. Oh, there's a picture. Like, we, we have cameras in here now, so maybe we'll put the video out. Or, or do we want to add to this madness? Oh, they've already changed it to... Um, from what it was. So the Wikipedia got yeah, changed? I got to look on my phone here because I had it saved. Um, so I... Googled Connor Bedard parents. Wikipedia said Bedard was born July 17th, 2005. How old does that make you feel? In North Vancouver, Tom and Melanie, uh, in, no, in November 2023, Bedard and his Chicago teammates, em, teammates embarked on a mother's trip. It was during this trip, Bedard realized he has a stepfather, teammate Corey Perry. <laughs> Can you, the, the thing about this is... No, let's not put the video of this out. Let, let's leave pictures out of this. Okay. Um, but the thing about this is, and and I'll leave it at this, is if we're hearing about this, there's some ounce of truth to this. Okay. Yeah. I hate to be that guy, but it, and the thing in this world, and I've seen it, I've lived it, I've been in these radio stations there is this they try to protect these players and mm-hmm. and everybody is complicit and the reason why they're well, the all media, compl- like- they're all complicit is cuz they really like their parking passes at the oiler games mm-hmm. right so the press never covers this crap well, you don't want to upset get, the team you never want to get and there literally is phone calls from people from team for, that sit in um, you know certain offices corner offices from team teams two media lets you put a cap on this what's so it gets out mm-hmm. in different ways and this if this this would not surprise me if it was true not in a mil- what, c- c- look at her she looks like she's 32 <laughs> <laughs> they're pulling up old quotes Corey Perry says he's excited to embrace the new role as a mentor to Connor <laughs> Bedard and it always he is was a on his line <laughs> He was on Corey. He was on Connor's line. 
It's always the thing, right? Like the old Chris Pronger rumors or the rumors that... Oh, uh, and that was totally true, and they were still trying to bury that. Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse. Nurse's sister, yes. right? Like yes. when Dreisaitl had that mysterious black eye that nobody could explain. <laughs> well, that happened on the ice, didn't it? Cheering <laughs> morning skate. I think it might have, yeah. He might be right there. Um, Elks GM. Uh, Ed Hervey, there Ed, was some rumors there why he, he got, was he got run out of town. Released, yeah. right? Come on, it happens in the workplace. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, these things happen. Why wouldn't Corey take a shine to He's Connor's an older mom? player? Absolutely. I bet if she, if he was born in 2005, she can't be that old. She right? well, okay, do the math. If she's got an 18 year old and she had. She could be 30. She's under 40. She could easily be under 40. Mm -hmm. And Corey Perry is... He's going to be late 30s. He's 38. Pass me the puck, Dad. (laughs) From the Harvard Media News Center, the locker room news. Danielle Smith has officially... Officially invoked the Alberta Sovereignty Act for the very first time to push back against the federal government's clean electricity regulations. The resolution, which was introduced yesterday, instructs government and provincial entities like the Alberta Electric System Operator and the Utilities Commission to ignore the regulations when they come into force to the extent legally permissible. Smith did actually concede yesterday that the Sovereignty Act was just for symbolic purposes, and she could have made all the changes without it. Um, so she, everything she said and did yesterday, she didn't actually need this Sovereignty Act to do. That's just, what's driving everybody crazy. It was just symbolism, right? like, she said. Yeah. Um, we're doing this for just to make a point that we hate Justin. We all yeah. hate Justin Trudeau. You don't have to keep making the point. Like, that's what. So she said. And was, not only that, you're right. The thing is, you're right. Yeah. You know what? I, I was thinking about this last night. Okay. This province is run by a Lachlan Cross. <laughs> And I'll explain. Okay. Because whenever anything needs to be done or said out loud, it's probably needing to be said out loud or it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But in this building, who's the last person you get to say it out loud? This shithead. Because why? Because I don't do things properly. I always get myself into trouble. Right. Okay? That's what we have. That's the leader that we have in this province. And that's why she drives me crazy because I see myself in her. Right? She just goes out of her... Hang on. Hang on for it. You may be seated. Please be seated. (laughs) That's the biggest issue. And and Mm -hmm. that's when I see, when I read into what it is that she's trying to accomplish... Quite often, there's an element of it that makes sense. And what she's doing with this power grid thing and the proposed rules and changes and the restrictions coming down the pipe for 2035, which she's not going to be around in 2035, it's not... It's not the right thing to do. You need to open it up and allow provinces to explore other alternatives, okay? She's not wrong. It's the way she goes about it. Sovereignty Act. And and that's what they're saying is there's the possibility now to set up a crown corporation um, to protect the private sector. And they said that um, because of the regulations, people aren't investing 
in, in electricity here in, in Alberta. So a crown corporation, they said, could invest in things like small-scale nuclear reactors or buying she's, existing gas-powered she's, plants. She's not wrong. All those things. These are good things. The, the, the essence of the idea is good, right? Yeah, it's it's just, her approach. And she makes us look like idiots. That's the problem. She makes it. And what ends up happening is what when the East and people you know outside of Alberta mm-hmm. look at us or see us, they view us all under that microscope. Yeah. So we all look like tools because of how she goes about these things. So if you're wondering why I'm upset all the time whenever <laughs> this comes up. Locker room. Tech talk with Locke. So the new iOS 17 just came down from Apple and there's a feature on it that you might want to look into if you get a minute. I'll try to do this slow so that you can figure this out on your own. Well, yeah, you're normally so good at the tech stuff. You do it so fast, no one can catch on. (laughs) Stop it. This is important. It's the name drop, right? Yeah. what you're talking about. So what it allows is your phones to exchange numbers, photos, and more just by holding your phone near the top of another iPhone. But you don't have to actually ask for permission. Mm -hmm. So the reason why everyone's got uh, their SHIT in a nod over this is because... If, you know, somebody with ill intentions wanted to grab information from your kid or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I also think that I don't need my information on somebody's phone if I don't really want that information on their phone, right? Um, somebody asked me for your phone number yesterday, and I was like, mm, I don't really think I should be giving, and it was a work person, mm-hmm. right? I ended up giving them your number, but that's another story. <laughs> But do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. some people view their private information a little bit more. Yep. They right. It's more important to them than others. Well, and they're talking about kids. Yeah. Uh, if your kids got phones, I did read that they actually you do need consent. Like they were saying, hey, that was a little bit overblown. But so I remember back in the day there was an app. I used to have an app on my like first iPhone I had that allowed this because it made it easier to share contacts with people and stuff. But. So if you yeah. want to turn this thing off, it's called bringing, bringing devices together. So you go into settings, general, airdrop, and then you'll see a toggle thing, bringing devices together. Just turn that off. And the thing that the problem I have with it is when these updates happen and you hear about stuff like this, they automatically just assume you want this turned on. I'm not a big fan of that. All of a sudden, there's a U2 album on your phone. Yeah, I'm against that. Is that... That's fair, yeah. Might be in weird, no. but turn it off. Like, if I want it on, I'll turn the damn thing on when I find out about it. I guess because Why is it automatically activated? Because there's so many things that people wouldn't turn on, I guess, and then wouldn't ever use. That's up to them. Yeah. Right? If but you want to make... never. But they're trying to hook you on their phone, so if they think that something's going to make you stay on your, their phone, your phone longer or easier to use, I guess, but... Yeah. Okay. So again, if this is something you wanted, if you've done the new update, a lot of people don't even do the updates. I haven't done it because there's no room on my phone. <laughs> I tried to do it and there was no room for the new update. So the iOS 17, which I just downloaded on the weekend, literally just downloaded. So go to your settings, go to general, go to airdrop, and then you can turn bringing devices together off if you're worried about that like I am. Like if somebody wants my contact info... 
Ask me, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I don't want to just you can still randomly have Apple, my phone. You can still airdrop stuff to people. We'll give you Jimmy's too. If you yeah. want Jimmy's contact info, most of our listeners already have it. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the locker room presents Star Wars News. Now, your host for Star Wars News, James P. White. So Daisy Ridley, who played Ray in the uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I like her. Luke Skywalker's daughter. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I'm not daughter, but I'm not getting into that. Um, so she said she's actually because she's read the storyline of what the story, what the movie's going to be about, and she's kind of surprised of where they're going with it because they're calling it the New Jedi Order. It's supposed to take place about 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, okay. where she's where she's building her own Jedi Academy and stuff like that. And they don't have a script yet, but, but she's read like from the the writers and the directors kind of where they're going with it, and she's kind of surprised, and she's gonna think that other people are gonna be like fans are gonna be surprised where they go with this. I heard a rumor, and this is just based on the podcast listens that I, you know, the people mm-hmm. that I listen to, that the people that they hired to write this next trilogy for Star Wars uh-huh. sat down and had had an idea and they presented it to Disney and Disney was like, oh, no, 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 that's, we can't do that. That's too far removed from what we want to do, like what the the, the story is yeah. and how the, how we built, built this, this sort of franchise and so they had to go back to the drawing board and sort of pull it back a bit but it's still supposed to be quite different from the original sort of idea of what Star Wars was yeah and that was kind of what that's, correct that's me if I'm wrong. Just, she that, said that, this that is, is not what I expected yeah. that is basically what she said is people are going to be pleasantly but, surprised of where I they're going to go with this I think they wanted to go even crazier but Rise of Skywalker was a bit of d- departure from the original idea it's, it, that George Lucas had it 100% right? was okay but so this one it's still as of right now is being directed by Charmaine Obadiah Chinoy I did Miss Marvel um, and the, but the script is being written by Stephen that Knight, who did Pinky right. Blyers. No, okay. no, I said his name wrong. Um, all right, okay, good. But but it's oh, we have a, we have a lot of time because it's currently scheduled it's for May of twenty twenty five. What do you think of um, of Daisy Daisy Ridley? I thought she did really good. As what do the nerds think? Do the nerds like her? I don't think they did. Did they? No, the nerds the, hate everything, no. No, the, the, a lot of the nerds did, at least like in some of the chat groups I used to be on before they got hacked by by the no, James. No, no. But uh, we're Stay not on task. There. Stay on task. I, I thought she did really well, and her character was well done. The problem that people had with the Star Wars movies was the way the departure of Luke and how that happened. That's where everybody so she started got- going thrown under the bus because of that because of that yeah. and him disappearing and yeah the guy oh. that did rain right um the guy that did the last yeah i can't remember if he did that last one yeah or, he yeah. yeah and he said he gets death threats mm-hmm. like R- ryan. <laughs> ryan 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 it's johnson spelled, yeah it's ryan, uh, it's ryan johnson it's r r i a n and yeah so there's no yeah, right? there's no timeline whatsoever for this next trilogy no 
they're not even sure if it's going to be a full trilogy. It's just one storyline right now. But it's supposed to come out sometime in May 2026. Oh, wow. Okay, so we got a few years away. This is going to be one of the first years in a long time we haven't had like a Christmas Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, it's just going to, I think they're releasing another series out in uh, January or something, right? uh, Yeah. uh, Ish. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Star Wars news with Jedi Jimmy. There you go. This is The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Hey, boys. We got guests in the studio. Good morning. Yo. All right. Um, Dez is the singer for Sparrow Blue, and Chad's in tow as well. Chad plays guitar. The other 15 members of the band couldn't get up this morning. <laughs> That's true. They're all lazy. <laughs> you know what I was saying to Grant? I was saying, you know what I love about Sparrow Blue is whenever I see them, they always look like the guys that are on their way are just coming from a job where the employer, the boss, allows them to drink. Yep. <laughs> Said on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, we are just getting to a job that lets us drink. And we're going to be leaving a job that lets us drink. <laughs> How are things going? You're still plugging away. Yeah, we uh, we just had a show um, at 9910 uh, with Casador this past Friday, and we have a show coming up on New Year's Eve, we're playing at Crown and Tower Pub in St. Albert. Oh, nice. nice. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, Locke we figured... Locke would come if he wasn't banned from that I, place. I got, kicked out, <laughs> I got kicked out of that bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you put in a good word for me? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let them know. Just, yeah, all right. Just sneak you in the back anyways. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, I'll be around. That might be a good night. Yeah. That would be a fun night. See you guys up at the Crown. Okay, Um. Uh, the video for the new tune. Hold me down. Can I guys? Can I give you guys some credit before we talk a little bit about the production of that? Yeah. Who came up with the signs? Like what to put on the signs? I think Johnny did. I think it yeah, was Johnny. Other oh my Johnny god! Did. I was laughing. I know. Yeah. Listen, it's not one of those. It's not a funny video, but for whatever reason, the what was on the signs struck me really funny. So good work there. Yeah, we weren't taking it too serious. So I mean, <laughs> if it gave you a chuckle, that's we were kind of going for that. I mean, that's good. a lot of our videos. We just like to have fun with them. So All right. yeah, no, Johnny did those ones. So what's the concept behind the video, Kink? Kink fetish? <laughs> <laughs> no. You got down. Uh, honestly, th- there's a little bit of... So when I wrote the lyrics for the song, I was actually... A buddy of ours was going through like some existential crisis kind of stuff. And uh, he was getting very into religion and whatnot. And I was just thinking how extreme some people would take it. And Okay. Uh, and then I was um, just thinking how... I would feel if I was in his certain position. Yeah. And then I just kind of also wanted to be a psychopath with it. (laughs) And yeah, and now it's just about a guy who wants to get better uh, with his life, but then, you know. I got to listen again. You just wanted to drown Russ. I just wanted to drown (laughs) Russ in a lake, really. That's all it was. The video's really well done, guys. Like, it's a great job. Thanks. That's actually uh, our producer, Visuals by Mind. He does a lot of our videography and stuff. Uh, His name's Brody LaPlante. Looks really pro. Yeah, he's worked with us a lot. He works with a lot of uh, good artists, too. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Um, You guys did a little bit of a tour not too long ago. How did that go, Chad? Yeah, it went really well. We, uh, We went out to... Montreal and back and okay. everywhere in between. Um, I think we were gone for three weeks and oh, that's fun. It was, it was awesome. It was a really great time. We're gearing up to do it again. Hopefully later in twenty twenty four. It's a good uh, test, right? When you yeah. when you yeah. hit the road with a bunch of guys that you know 
you can always walk away from band practice if things aren't going well. <laughs> when you're on the road, you're stuck, stuck in with a van. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he is the worst one. He's always he's always sleeping. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super loud now. Yeah, they got to see me naked a lot. <laughs> Sounds like the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, it feels like it, too. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, I'm glad you guys are still plugging away because I know that, um, well, what's been going on in the last three, four or five plus years has has uh, had an adverse impact on the music industry so it's good to see when there's still bands locally that we like that um that are still sort of plugging away and doing their thing so it, it's it's changed times have changed you guys are going to just sort of like like float out the odd single here and there is that kind of the plan right now des well <laughs> Yes and no. We do have uh, an album planned for early-ish parts of next year. Okay. Uh, so we'll be shooting some singles out in between then. Uh, we don't have a solid date yet that we want to drop for you guys. Don't want to get you too hyped up and then <laughs> okay. lie to you. Um, but yeah, we do have a second album coming. We're over halfway done that right now. So Okay, perfect. Nice, nice. Yeah. So the recording process is always is always key. Like yeah. Continue, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so we ended up setting up our own studio. Uh, so we've been recording all of our stuff. Tell me it's homemade. in the bus. <laughs> no, I, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Mobile studio. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, keep going, okay, guys? We we, we love it. And we love seeing you guys live. Um, where's the, the New Year's Eve show once again? Crown and Tower in St. Albert. Okay. Feel free to come on down. I think uh, things are kicking off at 8 o'clock. We'll be there all night. And Is this a ticket thing or just show up? Uh, there are tickets. Just show up naked. Door. Yeah, show up naked. I mean, <laughs> I will let you in because I will be in there naked as well. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, Sparrow Blue, Local Boys, the new single is called what? The new single is called Hold Me Down. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. No, there's nothing you can do to get rid of that smell. They've tried. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.